When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, it's Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. It's a podcast where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Now, each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. Now we'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel and adventure, relationships, and much, much more. Now along this journey, I'll also experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations with my guests to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness and then report back to all of you. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, take a moment to subscribe, leave me a rating and review. It's greatly appreciated while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. And as I just mentioned, some of my episodes are based on adventures and travel, and that is exactly what this episode is. Joined by my fiance. Yes, I said fiance. I know my girlfriend, Kristen, has joined me previously on some of our travel adventures when we've done a recap, but now I can officially call her my fiance, and we will do an episode all about that, how that went down and how that happened. But uh, that's not what this is about. This was about our epic four-day trip, exhausting trip to Disney World. That was her first time going since she was three, so kind of technically it was like her first time she never really got to experience this and uh yeah it is truly the happiest place on earth it was amazing it was so much fun and as i mentioned it was exhausting this is one place that when you go to or you're thinking of going to you absolutely 100 percent need a plan it doesn't matter if it's just you if it's you and a significant other or a family you need a plan when you're going to Disney World. And um, yeah, we are here to help you do that. We can help you plan out your trip no matter how long you're going. We hit up all the parks. We give so much tips and tricks and valuable information in this episode. You seriously will want to listen to all of it. There is so much valuable information that will save you so much time and perhaps even money as well. We had such a great time. It was amazing. Obviously, I don't need to recommend Disney World. Everyone knows it's awesome. So if you haven't been, get it on your to-do list because it is really such a fun place and brings out the kid in all of us. And and honestly, that's the best part of it. I miss being there already. We've been home for three weeks. I miss it. But uh, honestly, still catching up on sleep. It is exhausting. So bring the most comfortable shoes you have bring comfortable clothes, and we get into that and so, so much more. So without further ado, here is our recap, tips and tricks to visiting Disney World. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Ryan. Welcome to my brand new 
podcast studio. I know. Santa <laughs> was good to you this year. Oh, much needed. Um, will definitely be helpful to my future podcast. What is not helpful is this damn cold I've had for the last three weeks. Um, this podcast is on our trip to Disney. And since the day we got back, I have been sick. Um, so if I sound nasally, I apologize. I'm getting over it. Let's see, what's today? December 29th. And I have been sick since December 13th. Yeah. So. Not COVID. Not COVID. Tested negative twice. Um, thought it might have been COVID. But yeah, tested negative twice over the holidays, which I'm grateful for. But feels like it might as well be COVID at this point. Um but not to harp on that, this is a very happy podcast. It's a very magical podcast. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a very, very helpful podcast as well for tips and tricks to uh, visiting Disney World. We learned a lot and we learned a lot fast. Um, first and foremost, this was basically your first time visiting Disney World. Yes. You went when you were three years old. Three not, and don't remember a thing. So basically, this is your first time. Overall, was it the happiest place on earth? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can definitely agree that if you, there's no way you were not happy there. There's always time. something fun going on, and it just brings back a lot of good childhood memories. And you are into Disney. I mean, you, you grew up into Disney, right? I grew you know up all with all the Disney princesses and... and you know, every, everything kind of struck struck me uh, with, with a memory. So it was nothing but good feelings um, throughout our excursion in Disney. Yeah, it was, um, it was a great time. And if you have listened to our trips to Tahoe and Alaska, our recaps, we did podcast on those. You know that when we take a trip, we basically go all out and exhaust ourselves and uh, that's probably one of the reasons I did get sick because we tend to take on everything while we're there. And uh, we definitely did that. Yeah. And we used all of our resources too. So we, we, we would get up early and we would get out that door mm-hmm. and, and use everything available to us to make sure that the trip was as... Fulfilled. And yeah. Yeah, we did everything possible while we were there. To we, our benefit. We didn't waste a, a moment. Um, we really took advantage, which I think... Is you know is that that'll be very beneficial to anybody listening to this podcast wanting to visit Disney World. We are two people that did it up, did it right, and did everything to the max. So we can tell you what we would recommend you doing, what you would skip out on, and how to plan properly. Because first and foremost, going to Disney World requires a plan. Would yes, you agree? I I was so glad that Ryan prepped me beforehand to say we can't just wing it. Like you go to Universal, you can kind of wing it. Disney, not so much. Right. And so we went to the four major parks as well as Disney Springs. So we went to Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom, and then Mm -hmm. Disney Springs on top of that. So we have advice for all of those. We don't have advice for Blizzard Beach if you guys are going to the water parks. I apologize, but for the rest of everything, we have some really good advice we went, our flight was on December 8th, which is a Wednesday, but we are actually in Disney December 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons we decided to go in December was because of the Christmas decorations. First and foremost, what were your thoughts on all the Christmas decorations of the holiday spirit? It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. I think what took the cake at the our last day was the um, 
our last full day in the parks was at um, Magic Kingdom, the castle, and what they did with the light show just on the Christmas side. But all, all of the decorations were just absolutely gorgeous. And then being able to see it at night yeah. was was beautiful. There is no stone unturned. And everywhere you go in the park is Christmas music playing. Mm-hmm. And it's all different based on where you are. Like if you're in like the animal kingdom, it's more like you might hear more drums and kind of like maybe an African influence yeah. or depending where you are. Like there's like an Asian influence, but it's all like the holiday music. With yeah, the like Epcot too. especially. And what I thought was cool was what they did with all the foods at Epcot for yeah. all the countries. And then that cookie challenge, which cookie we'll talk challenge. about that I drove Ryan crazy about. Let me make a note. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But um, yeah, so you know, we have a lot of tips and tricks that we're going to go over this entire podcast but we're also going to go over like what we did and also why so we can go Mm -hmm. ahead and start so we took a flight um with southwest from raleigh connected into atlanta and with atlanta there was a pretty big delay yeah so that honestly was kind of a crappy way to start a very active trip to disney we started off tired because our layover was three our layover ended up getting extended to be almost three to four hour layover by the time we got to orlando we got in at 11 and then had to wait for the magic express to come pick us up and then they take you to every disney property resort right and depending on which one you're staying at you're either lucky number one or lucky number like eight so we were like seven or eight and we were seven so we had to wait and we were one of the last resort um stops so we didn't end up getting into the hotel until about 2 a.m yeah we got to bed at 2 a.m and this includes us working the entire first half of the day we did not take off that day and we traveled for the next 12 hours and so when you're that exhausted and knowing you have to wake up in three to four hours and walk 10 miles a day it's a rough way to start the trip Granted, kind of, you know, that all goes away when you're happy and you're doing all this really fun stuff. Mm-hmm. But doing your research and downloading the app and being aware of where your resort is, where checking in early yeah. and downloading your card on your phone yeah. and just being able to literally get dropped off and go. We'll, we'll touch on that later. But um, being able to use the resources that Disney pretty much has out there and do your research on those, I thought was really helpful. Yeah, so if you're thinking of going to Disney, you cannot go without the app, pretty much. You have to download the app. Um, That is such a big help. And honestly, they just put so much in there that you can't get around without it. You have to have the app. And as Kristen just mentioned... We are fortunate enough to be able to have the Magical Express. From the airport, they just pick you right up and drop you off at your hotel. Now starting... No um, additional fee. No additional fee, yeah, for free. Because we stayed at a Disney resort. Now, I will say that is going away December 31st, 2021. So basically just a couple days. Mm -hmm. We were fortunate enough to get that. I loved it. I've used it before. You arrive at the airport, you just walk down to the bus, and like Kristen said, they take people to their hotels, they drop you off. You can't beat that because your Orlando airport is about 30 minutes from where all the Disney parks are. So without that, you need to do an Uber, you need to do a Lyft. Um, I don't know if there's buses or shuttles. There will be a new service from Disney 
you might want to look into that, but there will be a cost. It will not be free anymore. There will be a cost. And before we get too far into this, we booked a Disney hotel. We booked the movie resort, right? Was or was it music? No, music. it was music. It was the music. The Disney, Disney music, music. all star music resort. So I will say we did a lot of research of staying on the property and off the property. Honestly, staying on the property costs just as much and you get free shuttles to the park. Yeah, there's different tiers of hotels and I'd say that we stayed at the one of the lower the tiers. lower tiers, but it was a very clean, very uh, amenable. Uh, like we had a lot of amenities mm-hmm. um, available to us. Uh, no, we weren't even in the hotel room, so yeah. So I remember telling Kristen. I know Kristen was like, you know, should we stay at a nice hotel? And I said, you know, I get what you're saying, but you are never in the hotel. You are in the hotel. You pass out. You wake up and you go. If you're us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I honestly would recommend spending the least amount of money as possible on the hotel, but I would recommend spe- uh, staying on the Disney Resort because you get these little perks with it. And, mm-hmm. and that includes the shuttles to the parks whenever you want. Whereas if you're staying off, you have to pay for an Uber. The Uber will drop you off. That caught, Those costs add up An fast. Uber from the our All-Star Resort to the, ho- to the airport mm-hmm for one way was going to cost us $55. And that was at like seven o'clock at night on a Sunday on a Sunday. Yeah. So we would recommend perhaps paying slightly more up front for a Disney hotel, but in the back end you're going to save because you're not paying for all these little trips to go to each park here and there. And as you mentioned, if you log in on the app early, we recommend you doing that. You can like, unlock you can unlock your room from your phone you can check in early we didn't even have to speak to anybody when we got there we could have just walked right to our room opened the door with our phone and went right to sleep mm-hmm. um we talked to somebody i forget why but maybe the, i think it was coffee like yeah and, we're where to get certain things and yeah. yeah so highly recommended just to stay on the disney resort um i'd say the only thing is maybe what we could have done better was call to see what building on the resort we were mm-hmm. going to stay in because that added an extra half mile walk when we were already just like ready to collapse. Um, it's just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, so keep that in mind. When you stay at one of these resorts, it's almost like a little mini college campus, if yeah. you will. There's one place the bus will pick you up, and there's a possibility your building is the farthest away from this, and that's what ours was. It was about a half a mile walk from where the bus is, where the cafeteria and all that stuff. There is a main building where the people there, the receptionists are. You can get a cafeteria, you can get food and all that stuff there. We just happened to be like the building furthest. <laughs> and that kind of sucked because we wanted to wake up just to go get a coffee and just chill for a little bit. And getting a coffee required a half mile walk there, waiting in line probably, and then a half mile walk back mm-hmm. just to drink it and then go walk the half mile back to the bus and go to the park. Yeah, so. but the the room coffee pot, which I never use hotel room coffee pots, the coffee was great. It was it was the same coffee that they serve in the parks. So the coffee was good. You could, if you like milk in your coffee like I do, like actual milk and not like the packet creamers, you, there was a store in the resort that I just bought like a dollar. It was the cafeteria. I bought like a dollar milk and just left that in the room because there's a fridge. So we were able to have good coffee in the room, especially that helped getting up at 5, 6 a.m. Yeah, like 6 we were getting yeah. up. So we have our coffee to kind of start the day. They had overnight oats that were yeah. great. We, we never ate in the cafeteria. They had um, 
food that you could take back to the room, um, which I thought we we did well with. So yeah, and um, so another thing with uh, the app was if you have an Apple Watch, that is that's money right there. Um, that is a great thing to have. That also kind of eliminates you needing a magic band. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an Apple Watch, you can add your Disney card, if you will, from the app to your watch, your wallet, and you can just scan that everything. So that includes like paying for food, and includes um, the Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes and stuff like that, which we'll mm-hmm. get to momentarily. But I know people go and they get a magic band. You don't need to do that if you have an Apple Watch. That was just. I know as good. kids like it. Kids like the magic band. Right. Um, but, you know, you can get ones that are specific, like Avengers ones, Disney princess ones. They're mm-hmm. you know, if you want the magic band, they're great. But if you already have an Apple Watch, I really wouldn't see the need to get a magic yeah, band. That worked. That worked as well. It did the exact same job. You would just have to add from the app your disney card which is connected to your credit card Mm -hmm. to your apple wallet and you can just scan these and the whole the whole park system is set up to accept apple pay and all but you don't even need it for you if you just want to use your apple watch to access the park Mm -hmm. and the rides and the open unlock your door you don't actually have to add a credit card you can just simply use that right you know yeah so the that that the Disney card that I was talking mm-hmm. about also includes your tickets to get into yeah, the park. Yeah, it's your tickets. It's, you know, if you do have a lightning lane attached to it, it's everything that you would use. Yep, is on that card. Mm-hmm. So that, once again, is in the app. So the app is just, honestly, it's necessary. They've pretty much made it where you have to have an app to really enjoy your experience. Yeah. And I know before it was just, an app wasn't even a thing. It was just you go and... Hopefully you can see the wait times on, on some boards and, you know, go check it out. And you got to walk there to find out how long you're waiting. It also helped when we saw things were shut down, though. Yeah. Because you true. have to walk across the entire park. By the time you get there, you could have based your, your next route on a certain ride and not know it was shut down. But by looking at the app, you're able to say, okay, what's my next move if the ride was shut down or not. Right. And, like, we lucked out a bunch when a ride would be shut down. We'd kind of wait there for a little bit and then notice... They were starting to let people in, and we rushed to the front and cut. And got right in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great point. Um, not something I was thinking of mentioning, but if you do see a ride is shut down, I followed on Twitter WDW Stats, I believe it was, and it says, on average, this ride is shut down for like 20 minutes. It's up to date, and so we knew to wait for a certain ride. Like, let's just hang out here. And when the ride opened, we jumped right to the front. We had a two-minute wait, and we were on the ride. Yeah. So Makes me a little nervous to go on a ride after it's been shut down, yeah. but honestly, I'm I'm willing to take that risk <laughs> instead of waiting like 130 minutes. Yeah, I mean, just because it's shut down doesn't necessarily mean it's broken. It could have just been like a light bulb was out, you know? Like it really could have just. We didn't have out. a problem. We survived. No, that no, was uh, honestly that was worth it for the Tower of Terror. Which, yeah, well, that was running at like a 90 minute wait time just yeah. normally. Yeah, we were just like, well, let's just hang here for a minute. And then they started letting people on. We ran I was up like, there look, they're right moving. Down. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we did in order here. So we woke up at, what, 7, 6.30, I think, the next morning. And the... the um, this was Thursday morning, Thursday morning, the first day. So we were going to go to Hollywood Studios for the day. That was what we reserved for. And, um, and we know the rise of the resistance 
the Star Wars. Yeah, world. Hollywood Studios has like Star Wars, Toy Story. Yeah. Um, it's the most popular park yeah. of all of them. It's got, I would say, quote unquote, the most thrill rides, if you yeah. will, um, which I think makes it the most fun park. Um, so Rise of the Resistance, we do know that people go to Disney just to do this. And if you're a Star Wars geek, a Star Wars fanatic, yeah, I think you have to do this. Um, however, if you stay on the Disney Resort, you have early access to one getting into the park earlier before anybody else, which is huge. That 30 to 60 minutes you can get in earlier. And people you can are there. Ride much faster. Don't think and don't don't wait until the end to get in. Like as soon as you can get into that park, get in line and get into the park because people are already lined up. Mm-hmm. And so what we did was we really wanted to do Rise of the Resistance. We the hype was real. We had been looking at wait times for the entire week prior on the app just to get a feel for what the wait times were. And the rise of the resistance got up to two to three hours. And, you know, there was the possibility of buying a lightning lane for this ride as well as a few others. And so we'll all explain that in just a moment. But we both came to the agreement that we don't really want to wait in line that long we could possibly rush the gates when the park opened and run over there to do that. And that's people do do that when the park opens, especially with the early access. If you're a Disney, if you're staying at the Disney resorts, you can also run over there before the park, you know, really opens up. We just kind of said, you know what? I don't really want to take the chance that we get there. It's an hour wait. If the ride breaks down, then what? You know, you just wasted a bunch of time. Let's just buy a lightning lane. We can do this ride guaranteed. And so at 7 a.m., if you're on the Disney resorts, you can buy a lightning lane for specific rides. You have to do it that day. So you can't do it the day before. You have to wait until 7 a.m. hits and be prepared to purchase it as soon as you can because they will sell out. Immediately. And so just know that if you are not at the Disney resorts, I believe you have to wait till 9 o'clock when you're at the park itself. So you have early access if you're staying at a Disney resort. So we forked over what I believe was $13 each to do the Lightning Lane for Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So it came to like 26 bucks total. There actually is a little tax on that for a dollar or two. Mm-hmm. And we also bought the Genie Plus that day. So there's probably a lot of confusion out there for what these things are. And there was confusion on our end of what these things were until we actually started to use it. Mm-hmm. So Genie Plus is $15 per person in your party. So Genie Plus allows you basically to have a quote unquote fast pass to kind of get through the lines faster on certain rides in the park, but you can't use another one until that one is used. So let's just say we get to the park and you can choose a lightning lane for the rock and roller coaster. And it might say between 10 and 11. Right, and so you gotta just kind of burn time until you can use that. You get through the you get through the line faster. Then once you're done with that, you can look to book another one. But a lot of those times don't open up for like an hour or two, so you're kind of like waiting around to mm-hmm. use your pet. It's just like you can go over to that ride and have a thirty minute wait, and then you just it was worthless. So the lightning lane I can see being valuable, but I don't necessarily think it was super valuable to us. However, the parks 
we're also at maximum capacity. Like, you know, maybe in the summer when the kids are off and, you know, it gets crazy, perhaps that's a little more valuable. We got the lightning lane, barely used it. I don't think it was worth the $15. Because the rides that we wanted to use it for, you had to pay on top of that. No, that's just Rise of the Resistance and, and Slinky Dog. Slinky Dog, yes. So Genie Plus does not include like the best of the best yeah, rides. That's that was my point. It includes Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller, it includes some great rides, which we l- happened to just luck out on, right? And didn't even have to use we didn't Genie even, Plus. We didn't even use, need to use the Genie Plus for that. Yeah. So it's one of those things where we can go back in time. I would love my fifteen dollars back, right? But. It was, uh, you know, live and learn type of situation. Mm-hmm. We bought it. We're just like, you know, this is the most popular park. We we want to be prepared. And I would say, just to get back to the rise of the resistance. It was I, also shut down. It was shut down. So I'm glad we had a lightning lane because it reserved our spot. Mm-hmm. We got on within five minutes. Yeah. And I honestly was telling Kristen at the end of that, I said, you know what, there are probably people that will think this money was worth the ride, but personally, I think spending the money was worth saving the time yeah. from waiting in line to do other things. Mm-hmm. You only have so much time at the park. Yeah. I don't want to spend two to three of it standing in line. No, and we, we really didn't have to do that. We were so lucky. Yeah. Everything that we did. So Rise of the Resistance, we can talk about that real quick. You are a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. You grew up in a Star Wars family. Yes, I would say I grew up in a Star Wars family. I did not. I I am not the biggest Star Wars fan because I haven't even seen all of them yet. Okay. But what were your thoughts on Rise of the Resistance? I thought it was very well done. I thought it gave you all those feels of watching the movies and just seeing it all kind of come to life. I mean, the, the effects were just out of this world. I mean, watching the lasers and the the... The, um, lightsabers. lightsaber come through the ceiling and it was just very well very well done i mean you kind of walking into the, the it's, main it's immersive it's very immersive and it's like obviously you're being captured by the empire or whoever the, yeah and, his group yeah and then you get put into the like the little um what are those called the cart thingy not the will. not the cart but we go into our own little like Oh, little rooms, like a seclusion room yeah. type of thing. Yeah. yeah, where you get questioned by by the characters. I would say it's not one of those thrill rides. No. It's like a roller coaster. It was an experience. It's an experience. So that's why, like, if you don't know Star Wars, I think you're going to think it's cool. That's probably as far as I'd go. You'd be like, that was really cool. It's a fun, it's honestly a fun family ride. Like, right. Even if, if you have motion sickness, you can totally do this ride. Yeah. Um, Millennium Falcon now was, I thought was cool. The smugglers. I, I don't think that one gets the hype that it should. I was, I thought that one was so fun. But real quick, as far as like Rise of the Resistance goes, if you're a Star Wars fanatic, yes. you will love yes. this because the detail is incredible. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. I didn't know anything about this ride on purpose before we wrote it. I don't want to look into it and I want to watch anything. And it was cool because you were getting like shot at by the stormtroopers and like parts of the wall were falling down behind you. There's holes in the wall. There was yeah. things happening like you were in the movie. Yeah. That's why if you're a Star Wars fanatic, you will love this. And it's an experience. It's between five to ten minutes, I would at least 
set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was walk. fairly long. It's like you're walking through the starship and you got the stormtroopers there. You are in Yeah, it. you're captured. I mean, it's immersive, so you are captured by them. They question you. You know, if if, if they want to talk to you, you know, they, they interact with you like they are, you know, the, the guards of, of that starship. You get questioned. Very, very cool. So as as a Star Wars, as someone who likes Star Wars, I don't love Star Wars, I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was the greatest thing I've ever done. Um, but however, I personally still, I do think it was worth paying the lightning for to yeah. save your time to do other stuff. Right. Like we wouldn't, we did Rock and Roller Coaster twice. Right. Because that was thrilling, you know, right. fun. That this made our was, stomach turn. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So actually, Rock and Roller Coaster, we'll head on some of these rides. We don't have to spend as much time on all these rides. But Rock and Roller Coaster was the first ride that we did when the park opened early. What were your thoughts on the Rock and Roller Coaster? Awesome. I <laughs> love roller coasters. I love going through the loop-de-loops. I love the corkscrews that and, and that shoot-off in the beginning. I mean, I knew it was coming because I think you just you got me really nervous before <laughs> the ride started. But um, it was it was everything I could have hoped for in a roller coaster to you know, kind of have, kick it all off. The only downside is it's quick. It's very quick. It's quick. Yeah, that's why we did it again. I think we would have done it a third time if yeah. the wait times weren't yeah. weren't so long. That was my favorite one in the park. Loved, Loved that it. one. And then after the Rocket Lower Coaster, we ended up doing the Rise of the Resistance, and then we did the Smuggler's Run. I think we did Smuggler's Run first. Okay. You're we right. Did, yeah. we had time to kill before the lightning. Yeah. Came. We did Smuggler's Run first. Uh, we walked through. We... we we finished Rock and Roller Coaster, and then we headed straight for the Star, the Star Wars, Wars side yeah. and went through that whole immersive experience of just walking through it and just kind of taking it all in because it's very detail-oriented down to the even trash cans mm-hmm. look like droids and all the sounds. The you, bathroom doors were like you're walking into a yeah. ship. Yeah, it was really Yeah, cool. the, the doors, the stores, um, everything had every detail of walking through the towns that you would see in Star Wars. Yeah, it was it was really really cool. That was very very well done. I'm yeah. glad. I, honestly, like if you're thinking of doing this, like watch the movies or watch yeah. some of them beforehand because it's like oh wow, you'll notice the small things. You would think there would, were ships flying over yeah, you. Yeah, there's audio with surround sound above you and stuff that makes it sound like they're flying over you yeah. and stuff. It is really really yeah, cool. Yeah, the characters come out um, because of COVID. They're not like walking through the park, but they are like on certain stages stage points. Um, where they will interact with the groups, um, kids mostly, or you know, some of, they even interacted with some of the workers, which I thought was kind of funny. Right. Um, very, very cool. Um, so we, we headed over to the Star Wars side of the park, and then we saw that the Smuggler's Cove Millennium Falcon run was not very long. I think it was like a 45? 35-minute wait. Yeah, the so we were like, out. let's go. So we, we hustled, got into that line, got really lucky because the we were able to be the actual pilots pilots so the there's ship. so when you get to this ride there's going to be two pilots and the two something else and two something else we were the pilots so we were sitting in the pilot so seat. make sure you're like in the front of the line if you want to be the pilot make sure you're the first two to line up yes and you can also ask the people that are near you if you've done this before. Let them tell them, you know, can you be the pilot? Like, ask them because it was fun. it's cool. I don't even know the people behind you. You know, I'm sure they had a good time, but we were up front, literally driving the Millennium. I Valley. felt like there was no one near us. Like it was just me and Ryan yeah. the whole time that we were just the ones flying the plane. I get really bad motion sickness. And so I, I did feel that. I was warned before I got on this ride that if you do have motion sickness, you could potentially feel sick. Um, so I was glad that we were the ones flying the ship. I don't know if that really made a difference, but it was 
definitely just fun and it was bearable. I didn't get very sick afterward. I think I was I was able to kind of it was fun. It Mentally was really tune cool, it out. Cool virtual ride made you feel like you were flying. It really did. Out. It really did. I, I had a blast. And it wasn't too short either. You know, no. It was a good ride. Yeah, it was very decently. So um, one thing that we kind of, I guess, maybe missed out on is what was the bar, the bar or restaurant that we did? Oga's for? Cantina. That is the, like, I don't know, main point that, like, when you think of Star Wars and you think of... Um, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, you think of one of one of the older versions. Um, you you think of that cantina. That's where like the Bubba, not Bubba Fett. What is the the guy, the big fat oh, guy? Oh, the big guy. Yeah. See, this is you could. I like Star Wars, but I don't. I, I'm not a fan. I just I I'm drawing a complete blank right the now. The guy before so Bubba. My Fett. brother would be so disappointed <laughs> in me. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, it's where it's where you have um, a Big lot of the music guy. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we did not go there, but we had her We had school. reservations. We had yeah, reservations. Yeah, so make a reservation, like what, the night or two before? Before, two days, three days, check the reservation. But then you're held to that reservation. So if you, if you want to do other things and you end up wanting to change course, you could be charged yes. for canceling your reservation. You are stuck with that reservation. Yes. So plan ahead of time. If you do want to go there, make a reservation way ahead in advance. And especially, I know one of my friends is bringing his child to, this, to uh, Hollywood Studios and they're going to make a lightsaber together. That is, I believe, $200 plus and that's something you need a reservation for. We had kind of no interest in that, I guess, but... I knew a lot of people were doing that. And they were building their own droids, too. That yeah. was super cool. You can look at building your own droids. So these are things you want to look at weeks, if not months, in advance. So you can go ahead and get that on the schedule. Otherwise, you'll miss out and you won't have an opportunity to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, like, disappointed. I'm disappointed maybe we just didn't go in to see it, but they won't even let you in. And I don't know if that's, like, a COVID thing now. But I didn't. I didn't feel too bad because there was just so much to see that I felt like, the reservation time that we got, it was like at two o'clock in the afternoon. It was like during midday. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like it was, it was necessary. So, you know, I know we did Tower of Terror. We did other rides. Um, another really, really popular ride that you can buy a lightning lane for was Slinky Dog Dash. You're smiling. What are your thoughts on that? I love Toy Story. Love Toy Story. I thought walking through the Toy Story land was the coolest thing because you're like in Andy's backyard. So everything's just ginormous and you just see all these large toys and things that you kind of gr yourself grew up with playing and you just see them throughout the whole park. Slinky Dog Dash was so worth it. It was a very fun, bouncy roller coaster. No no uh, flips or anything like that, but just very, very fun. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. So if you're like nervous or scared of roller coasters... Um, I think you'd be absolutely fine. Yeah, we waited so 80 minutes. Yes, yeah, so that was, we did not pay the lightning lane for that. Mm -hmm. um, we waited in line for it, and that was fine. Um, I can't imagine if it was like 90 degrees, though. Yeah, because you're outside the whole time. Yeah, that's, that's And there's not, horrible. there's a, one spot that's covered, but you're outside the entire time. It was fun. It was, it's hard to say anything is worth the wait for an hour and a half, maybe especially if you have kids. But it was fun. It was. I'm glad we did that. I would never take back not waiting in line to do that. Yeah. Glad we did it. So just kind of looking back on Hollywood Studios, what do you think the biggest highlight to you was in Hollywood Studios? The experience. Not so much the rides, but the experience because they did such a good job. They were all so detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. 
I thought that was a very wow factor for me. Okay. I mean, because we didn't really eat there. I don't think we had. We had lunch in Woody's, uh, yeah. Woody's lunchbox or something like that. Um, and that was actually affordable. It was so quick. It was quick. We just got really good sandwiches and a side, uh, like tomato soup, and we were like, we moved on. And so speaking of food, I do know that you wanted to say like, if food is a priority to you. Yeah, if food is a priority for each park and you have the app schedule accordingly again then you're gonna have to make sure you know what time you want to go on rides or make sure you're done doing the rides you want to do before you eat or after Um, because getting a reservation there's the mobile orders that you can do but you're not gonna you're not gonna have the full menu available to you Um, but I will say it was very affordable not very expensive we did we like our sandwiches we got I mean we were full after that sandwiches $20 $20 like 20 bucks yeah I mean the food it don't go to Hollywood Studios expecting the yeah. grandest food, but we also didn't really go sit in restaurants either. Maybe yeah. that bar or whatever we were talking about, they can't. It, well, the, yeah, well, their drinks alone yeah, the were drinks eighteen, were starting at eighteen dollars. So right. I, I love to have beer. I love to have wine. I like to enjoy myself. That was not a priority for me in Disney. <laughs> it wasn't. It was just. And if it is, it's probably Epcot that you want to do. Yeah, that. it's it's definitely Epcot. The other, it was just so overpriced. I I did not see the benefit in it. That you know that could have waited. Um, cause there's just so much other things to experience than, you know, worrying about going somewhere to, to get, you know, a $12, $15 beer. Um, but that was just my, my perspective on that. Everybody could be different. Um, yes. but again, I do like to go to breweries and stuff all the time. So yes. I, that was just something that I did not make a priority. I would say the Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge, I believe it's called, right? Is, um, was a nine out of 10 for me. If you yeah. are a Star Wars fan, it's a 10 out of 10 or 11 out of 10. You're going to appreciate the little things that I probably missed. Yeah. You will love it. Every detail is there. And this I would say the same thing on the Toy Story side of it. Yes. It was, and it was even done up for Christmas. They put, yeah. on the roller coaster, they put Christmas, big Christmas bulbs and lights. So cool. Yeah. So, so cool. I, I loved it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Hollywood Studios, if you had to choose one park to go back to for one day, Hollywood Studios would be that one? Um, I, I, I don't think I could choose that one. Just, no? No, I don't know. I really liked Magic Kingdom, and I really liked Animal Kingdom, too. Okay. I liked them all equally, because okay. they each had something special. Um, so I would, I, I don't think I, I could really put one over the other because okay. honestly, terror of terror scared the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I did, I did not. I like a part of me wanted to test myself and go back on that ride, but I was even talking to my dad about it. <laughs> I just don't, he's like, the door's just open and you fall. And I'm like, my stomach has never been so like high up before. It was terrible. I enjoyed it. It's a good time. I'm sure most of you listening to this have probably been on that. That's definitely one that'll make your stomach turn. So <laughs> that was a good one. And uh, you know, we kind of looked at each other after Slinky Dog Dash. It was about four o'clock, and I think we had said, um, you know, I think we're done with Hollywood Studios. We did what we needed to, and honestly, we were able to say that because we bought the Lightning Lane to rise the resistance, yeah. or we still would have been in. The and lane. we would have done more of the kitty rides, but the waits were so long. Yeah. I mean, I, I wasn't going to wait 50 minutes for a kitty ride. That would have been, like, I think emotionally fun, but not like, oh, yeah. this is the greatest thing in the world. So right. I was like, okay, I don't, I don't mind. And one thing we learned in Hollywood Studios before we left was to get a pin because we are newly engaged. Yes. So we got a pin that said happily ever after, both of us. And 
So if you're there celebrating something, ask. The, there's like kiosks at the park mm-hmm. where the people are waiting for, you know. And your resort questions. can give it to you too. And um, yeah, so tell them you're celebrating something. We got a free banana out of it, which is why, <laughs> hey, they're two fifty. They were almost $3 for a banana. It's crazy. Um, but it's honestly genuinely nice how many people say congratulations. We probably heard congratulations, I'd say 50 to 70 times. Yeah, the park, uh, all the individuals that work at the park, um, or just Disney property. And even strangers were like on the bus, were like, congratulations, what are you celebrating? It's just, it's a great way to make a conversation. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised if there was more perks to that that we are unaware of. you know, but like I said, we got a free banana. Perhaps you get a free coffee or something. You never know. They were everyone's just very nice yes. to us. Yes. Um, I mean, because they have birthday ones, they have first timer, which I could have been wearing two pins. I could have been wearing three, honestly, because it's my birthday. <laughs> nah, <that's> right. <laughs> engaged and a first timer. I had right. the trio trio going for me. Man, maybe I could have got us a free reservation. <laughs> you never know. Um, but yeah, so we kind of looked at each other. We said, you know what, we're good. Let's go ahead and park hop to Epcot and get like a really nice dinner. Or maybe not, I don't say really nice, but let's try some really good food. Mm-hmm. And so just FYI, when it comes to park hopping, I thought before we went, you can only park hop at two and that's it. You can park hop at two o'clock and then on afterwards. So I didn't realize at three, four or five, you can park hop. I thought it was just you had to choose by two o'clock or mm-hmm. you were there. So a lot of these things have changed because of COVID. So I was still getting used to a lot of things. I had about in four or five years. So you can choose to park up when, when, when the clock hits two, you can go somewhere else. So because we were in Hollywood Studios and we went to Epcot, we took the SkyTran. Which was so fun. It was really like a cool. ride in itself where we were just able to kind of, after all the walking, because I think by four o'clock, we had already done about seven miles. Probably. Yeah. So honestly... Uh, advice number one, bring really good shoes, mm-hmm. bring really good shoes and socks. We walked 36, 37 miles in four days. Yeah. And I had a fanny pack. So if you're not looking forward to carrying a purse or a backpack, all we needed were our IDs, something to hold our phones and sunglasses. Yeah. We didn't even need a credit card. We had the Apple watch. Yeah. We honestly did not need a credit card. Yeah. So Very basic. Awesome. And the fanny pack did not get in the way of any of the ride right. uh, seat holders or anything like that. So I believe taking the SkyTrain is only available from Hollywood Studios to Epcot and vice versa. So that's basically almost like a ski, like think, a gondola. Like a ski I think gondola. there was one other resort it went to. Uh, a resort. Yeah. Like it, it connected to those. But yeah, those that was so nice to just... Yeah. Take that and so out. there's probably I don't know if there's buses that do it, but if you can get the SkyTran, it's like a gondola that goes over Disney, and it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It goes kind of slow. You get to enjoy it, nice little break. Highly recommend that. So that night we got to Epcot, we were starting to get exhausted because we had no sleep and we were walking everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it was your first time at Epcot, and um, I don't know what did you think of Epcot. And did we, remind me, did we go on any other rides that night or did we save that for the next day? That's a really good question. Because um, we went to Epcot twice. Yes. That's why we're, that's why we're drawing You know what? Lake. We didn't. We didn't do any of the rides. And we went home semi-early because we saw the fireworks the next night. So we went home at like 8 or 9 o'clock, I remember, before the fireworks started. Because we're like, yeah, we'll come back we got out of there, yeah. Yeah. So as far as Epcot goes, I know you really liked Epcot. Epcot is a, it's a cool place. It's a great place. It's a great place to 
try and sample different foods and experience different cultures mm-hmm. and you get a little taste of everything which yeah. is wonderful yeah really nice shops yes great store mm-hmm. um so epcot has one of the best stores it's kind of right near the uh the big the big ball if you will of epcot mm-hmm. one of the biggest stores in all of disney is right there if you're gonna get souvenirs get it there that store is yeah the big is, sphere is, is right huge. there and the lights and the christmas stuff at Epcot, were, awesome. and the twenty fifth or the fiftieth anniversary, they had everything going on. That's right. That's you know that's kind of what some of the holiday specials were were based on. Yep. Um, was this fiftieth anniversary? A lot of like the the uh, desserts and um, food meals. Right, and it's funny because I went for the twenty fifth anniversary, and I just so happened to be going for the fiftieth. It's crazy. It's crazy how you know twenty five years later I went back, but uh, as far as Epcot goes, night one. I know we walked around. We had dinner at the... Um, Morocco. Morocco. Where you found $20. I did. I found $20. We happened to find money on our vacations. We don't know how this happens, but uh, I'm not mad. That was pretty awesome. Morocco was... That's almost like my go-to. If there's like a long line somewhere else, you can't mm-hmm. figure out what you want to eat. Yeah. It's a decent price. And we price. did it's the really taco. Good. So we did Mexico where right. we got the taco yep. thing, open yep. face taco. We did Morocco and we did France. Yes. So we did three countries and then we got a cookie, a gingerbread cookie. So do you want to talk about the cookie challenge? So I, when, when we got the gingerbread cookie, the guy at the counter goes, do you want a passport book? And I was like, what do we need a passport book for? He goes, well... If you get five of these cookies in this cookie passport challenge or scavenger hunt, basically throughout Epcot, you get an anniversary, you get a 50th anniversary prize. So they were all holiday cookies, and each of the cookies were in the different countries, and you can kind of go around and and um, get these cookies, get a stamp in your cookie passport, and then get the 50th anniversary like beautiful cookie. And it came with like another dessert. Right. I just thought it was something fun to do. Do you still have that cookie? No, I don't. You don't have the fiftieth anniversary cookie? No, it started. It, it was and it was an actual cookie. What happened to it? I ate half of it. And oh, I, you ate it? Yeah. I thought you were keeping it for like forever. No, you can't keep that. It's it started. It's going to start to mold. Well, it was in its own little bag. I thought you were just going to keep it and just. No, not I took touch a picture it. of it. No, I'm not keeping a oh. cookie around. I thought you were keeping. It was it a delicious a sugar cookie. I ate it. It's sitting in my belly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a cool little challenge, if you will. Um, it was you fun. You had a little fun with it. Yeah, and we didn't, you know, I think we kind of lucked out. We didn't end up having to <laughs> I think that, that's where our pin eat came. all the cookies. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where our pin came in handy because someone someone hooked us up after cookie number three and he stamped the password. I think they realized we didn't, have, we didn't have another night in Epcot and they felt bad, so they were like, we'll stamp the rest of your password. <laughs> yeah, we waited in line. Yeah. Um, so as far as Epcot goes, the rides are, I don't want to use the word subpar, but they're not quite Hollywood Studios. They're not Magic Kingdom. They are a cool, I don't know, mix of maybe like a little bit of a ride, a little bit of education. The Ratatouille ride may be more adventurous yeah. that we just didn't get to do, which was kind of a bummer. So the Ratatouille ride is another one of those you need a lightning lane for. That is new and that is very popular. That and Rise of the Resistance, I believe, are the two most popular rides. Now, in order to get a lightning lane for this, you have to have the park reservation for that day. We did not. We had Hollywood Studios for that day mm-hmm. and we had Animal Kingdom for the next day. So by the time we parked out to Epcot, you cannot get a lightning lane for that. 
So if you do want to do the Ratatouille ride, you have to have a park pass, the park reservation for Epcot that day. Mm -hmm. Then you can buy a Lightning Lane for it. So, you know, I realized before we went to Disney, I said, I don't think we're going to be able to do this ride because we don't have Epcot reserved for an entire day. We knew we were going to park up there. So that was kind of a bummer. You're right. I forgot about that ride because we didn't do it. Um, I do know we did a few other rides. The next day. The next day. So... Yeah, we, we can go ahead and kind of skip to the next day because we said, you know what, we're coming back to Epcot. We don't need to watch the fireworks show, um, Harmonious, that's what it's called, mm-hmm. and said, you know, we'll come back tomorrow night. We'll stay late. We'll watch the fireworks show. So we went home that night, took the shuttle back to the resort. I think we passed out within two minutes. I would say maybe two or three minutes max. Yeah. I fell asleep ridiculously fast. We were very tired. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you are around a lot of people. So I remember just coming back and being like, I'm taking a shower because we were around so many people, took a shower and just passed passed right out. And a lot so. of scooters. A lot of scooters, a lot of strollers, a lot of people coughing and sneezing on you, a lot of close quarters. So I just, you know, if you're trying to, you know, keep clean and just germ, as germ-free as possible, that, that's what I did. I will say I noticed... There were sanit- hand sanitizer stations everywhere, but Disney did not necessarily clean the rides after you No, went. no. So, and not everybody keeps their mask on. I mean, remember, people are screaming and sneezing and, yeah, so. And if the line <laughs> for the ride is outdoors, you don't need your mask. If it turns to indoors, you will need to put your mask on. Mm-hmm. And, yes, they will make sure you do that as well. Yeah. We caught a few people getting kind of yelled at for doing mm-hmm. that. So we woke up and went to the animal kingdom the next morning. Which we did not really rush, which we maybe should have. We got there 20, 30 minutes later than we were allowed to because, once again, we were allowed to get there 30 minutes early because we stayed in the resort. We were so freaking tired that yeah. it was hard to get up. Yeah, I think park opened at 9. We were able to get there at 8.30, but we didn't really show up until 8.45. 50, yeah. Which didn't really help us because people were already in line for like the Avatar ride. And we did not buy a Lightning Lane in or Genie Plus for this day. I think we said, you know what, forget it. We didn't really use it much the day before. There was one ride we really wanted to do and that was Avatar Flight of Passage. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was as soon as we got to the park, ran over there. Yeah, ran. We still had to wait in line for about an hour to hour and 15 minutes, I believe. I think it was 80 minutes. It 80 was an 80-minute wait. So there you go. And so that, you know, if we had gotten to the park maybe 20 minutes earlier when we could have, probably would have been a yeah. little less. But hands down, we would say the Flight of Passage is both of our favorite rides, correct? Yes, absolutely. Talk about that. Well, just the experience of walking through the line, which would, I think would have been super cool to do at night. So maybe you need a lightning lane for that. Yeah, we, we, were, we were actually advised by someone who had done the ride right in front of us, come back at night, everything glows. It's glows in the, in the dark yeah. and everything. So that line will always have a weight. That ride will always have a weight. So definitely getting a lightning lane for that ride when it's nightfall because when you walk through the line and walk through like the forest area, things glow in the dark and the forest like speaks to you. I think they actually do like a show um i remember how i said there was like a platform it looked like someone would have come out so um i think that isn't like an interactive line but even when when you get into it you know we were able to walk through like the laboratory so well done yeah that was really cool that was it honestly like 
so when you get to a where it's like your turn or they take like 12 people per group mm-hmm. or whatever that still takes another five to ten minutes to get to the ride yeah. so when you get there just know like they do an introduction video about what you're gonna do it's all you know it's really immersive yeah they, they want it to be an experience i just hop on a ride and get off yeah and so what this ride is once again could cause some motion sickness. and it did for me but it was manageable i get i get i can get motion sickness in a kayak so just kind of giving you like a basis level like if i'm sitting in a kayak and it's rocking too much i can get motion sickness but i did fine on these rides it bothered me a little bit but it's so fun that i think you forget but if you can focus on the fun and less about the movement i think it'll be okay this like i said this was both of our favorite rides i loved how you have 12 people in a group and you each sit on your own little motorbike if you will yeah. you have your yeah. it's you're not with like a group next to you you're not crammed it is just you you lean forward and something comes and kind of like I don't know, touches your back a little bit to kind of like um, lock you lock in. you in to your seat. You're not locked in. I you're you're just secure. You're very secure because you are moving. And you have 3D glasses you got to put on mm-hmm. as well, so just know Which that. Which it stinks when you're wearing the mask because mine did fog up <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's everyday life now, and so it was honestly a ride that was. It was awesome. You forget, and, you forget there's people around you, and you're you're just kind of like in it. And it's, it was so cool when you got onto the bike and you pretty much have to sync with the avatar. Yeah. And you look down, because you're kind of forced to look down, you see your face in the reflection and you see your reflection morph into like the avatar. And you're flying at a banshee. Yeah. That's what the ride yeah. is. Yeah, so you're not actually on a motorcycle. You, you're flying on a banshee and like you can feel it breathing and... You go through the water, you get wet. Yeah. Um, it is... It is incredible. You go, you feel like you go upside down. You don't actually go upside down, but you feel like you go upside down. And I thought the ride was going to end in like a minute, minute it was and a half. Long. It was probably three to four minutes. And I, I was like, was I don't want this to that. ever end. Yeah. This is... It was fun. It was so cool. And I was very happy that the ride kept going. Because like the rock and roller coaster, you're done. I'm like, oh, that was fun, but I'm done. Like you jump on like... like You get to like a rock like yeah. on a cliff and then it's not done. It's not done. You take it like a nosedive. Yeah, there's a lot of nosedive, twists and turns and everything. And like I said, it's three to four minutes long is my guess. That's what I would say. And I'm super happy about that. Because it sucks to like do a ride... And it ends, and you're like, "Well, that was quick." Yeah, you know, you wait all that all that time in a line for thirty seconds, but this was really, really cool. Like I said, hands down, our favorite ride. So, what do you, what did you think of Animal Kingdom just all together? Um, very, very fun. It was just fun because it was oh, the weather was wonderful, yeah. right? So yeah. we had really nice weather. It wasn't too hot, but it was. I love animals, and I liked the experience of going. It still had that, like, Epcot feel with, like, the different countries. So, you know, you walk through, like, the Nepal section. You felt you walked through, like, the Africa section. Right. It was very, very cool. Yeah. Um, and then we did. So after Flight of Passage, we said, you know what, the Expedition Everest, the Yeti Which we ride. didn't. I, I wish we would have done again because we didn't have enough time. when we. The line was so quick. Yeah. By the time you get to, I don't know why the line was so don't short. Don't use a lightning lane for this or a genie yeah, bus for this because you don't need it. Very quickly. But it was so great. There's a lot of artifacts, or you know, I don't yeah. know if they're real artifacts. Some of them are that you walk through, and I would have loved to just kind of look at everything, and we just didn't get a chance to do that. But that is honestly a very underrated roller coaster. That made my stomach spin a little bit, <laughs> uh, which is awesome. It started out so slow, and then when you hit that one section, you, you kind of go, "Oh wow, oh crap." <laughs> 
<laughs> you're in the dark and you're spinning. Yeah. It's really cool. I really enjoy it. It was a 20-minute wait for us. Probably would have hopped right back on yeah. if it was. Yeah, we, we maybe should have, but there was just other stuff yeah. that we wanted to go see. Like we did the safari, which it's was It's an really underrated cool. ride. Yeah. The Expedition Everest is underrated. Highly recommended. Love it. And then right from there, we went to the Dino Land. We know you are a huge dinosaur, dinosaur lover. And, um, I had yeah. my geek out moment. So <laughs> That was fun. The Dino Land It was fun. like a 20-year-old ride that just seemed like still very it was fun. fun. It was fun. Definitely recommend it. The wait is not that long. No. So go for it. While you're no. over there, go for it. And then um, kind of walked around Animal Kingdom a little more. And we, I believe we ended it with a safari. What were your thoughts on the safari? Fun. Really, I say fun for like everything. It was just so cool. I did not realize when we were doing the safari how close we'd be to the animals. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. there would be walls, but you're in a car and there's no walls. Yeah. I mean. You're uh, right there. A giraffe, I, I'm sure they're trained not to come up to us, but I felt like. If, what if the car broke down? I mean, we'd be stuck where the rhinos are. Right. Yeah, and the great thing about Disney and the animals, you can tell, one, they treat them properly, and two, they actually care about the wild. Yeah. Not just, you know, they're in Disney, but all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about that a lot, and it was very educational. It's a great chance to honestly sit down for about probably 20 minutes, I would say, is the safari. Mm-hmm. Um, you do see all the animals, I would say, probably a better chance of seeing most of them in the morning a lot of them end up sleeping and taking naps in the afternoon so if you can do the safari earlier in the morning you'll probably see more animals out and about yeah yeah and we went through like the birdhouse we did the bat section where you see like those really big like bats that look like fox i don't know what their names are but they're huge and we saw the tigers we saw the tigers we saw some lions the gorillas Mm -hmm. a bunch of the monkeys were pretty active yeah. We're out. yeah, I think so. We only did a half day at Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. which we, you know, we didn't need. No, we didn't need the full no. day. I always, I've never been to Animal Kingdom at night because I've always done a half day there, mm-hmm. and it's always felt like enough. I would love to go to Animal Kingdom at night just to experience it. I hear it's really cool, but a half a day at Animal Kingdom, I believe, was enough. Yeah, very fun. It is very animal centric, which yeah. is really cool. It's very crowded. Yeah. It was very, very crowded. And then so we ended up park hopping once again to Epcot. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to experience Epcot right. Yeah. Um, We did a lot of food testing. We saw the fireworks show at 9 o'clock, I believe it was, or 9, was it 9.45? It's 9.45. Park closed at at 10, 10. yeah. Yeah, so the the fireworks show at Epcot is much later. So if you have kids, just know they might be a little sleepy by then. It was 9.45. We took a nap. You are 100% right. You are very right. We ended up going back to the hotel for an hour and a half, two hours to take a nap, and then took a shuttle back to Epcot. Which was all, exactly what, like, it did, invo- it did not take away, we didn't miss out on anything. Yeah, that was needed. Yeah. We got to enjoy that night because we actually. I don't uh, think I would have been able to stay up until 10 if we didn't do, if we didn't do that. Yeah. That's a good, I completely forgot that, but that nap was awesome. Because I, I was thinking, this, I was like, how did we, how, how do we stay awake? How do we manage to do all that? We didn't. <laughs> That's the key. We did not. But we actually had a really good time as far as the food went that night with Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Germany, which was delicious. We did, what was the one with the salmon lockies? That was France again. So we did, it was a potato lockies with uh, smoked salmon. 
That was delicious. Was really, really good. That was really good. Um, we did uh, Hawaii with the pork and pineapple. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend You liked that. that one. I wasn't too much of a fan. And these, are, they're basically like sample dishes for like six, seven, maybe eight dollars. Yeah. And so you, the portions aren't huge, but it is a decent amount of food mm-hmm. and you get to try different kinds and it doesn't blow your budget. Yeah. Which was really nice. Even where we, not to backtrack to Animal Kingdom, even what we had in Animal Kingdom, we basically got our rice, uh, we got a salad and a rice bowl. Yes. Like 10 to 11, 12 bucks. It was like 12 bucks. bucks. Yeah. So we were, I mean, I, I would say budget-wise, you can find places and get, you know, if you're not trying to go off a big diet or anything like that, I mean, it was grilled chicken with a, a like a cilantro rice bowl mm-hmm. um, and salad. Now, granted, we did not book any time to make reservations no, and sit down in restaurants. I'm kind of happy we didn't yeah. because you are blowing time at the park kind of yeah. sitting down and eating when you can be out, grab something to go, eat real quick, and go mm-hmm. do something else that's fun. So we did not make any reservations. Epcot probably would be the place to do that because there's some yes, great Yes, there's food. some very nice restaurants in Epcot that we just didn't get a chance to go because the, if you weren't, you can wait, but you're, you're waiting for two hours. Right. You know, we obviously did not want to do that. So we did kind of like these, you know, you, you kind of pull up and order a dish real quick. Mm-hmm. Probably some of the lines are maybe 10 to 20 minutes. And I think that's, I think what we were doing was mostly for during the holiday. I can't confirm that, but I think because of the anniversary, the 50th anniversary and the holiday, that's what those stands were for. I don't know. I think some stands do exist. I will say the wine and drinking stands are like, I think almost always, always there. Because there. you could drink around the world. You could that's, drink that's around the world. The, yeah. And I believe you can look into that in October. There's a big wine festival. Yeah. What were your thoughts on like the wine and the wine samples? I know you had thoughts oh on Oh my that. gosh. Honestly, like I mentioned earlier, if you... I, you know, there's times to splurge on, on having a nice, like the, the cocktails and stuff that they had, I would buy more so than the wine or the beer. Cause the wine or the beer, you're paying $12 for like a four ounce pour, which is like nothing. Yeah. So I, I was looking at the little cups cause they had like little like samplers and it was like $30 and you get maybe eight ounces right spread over, you know, two ounces per, per tasting. Very, very, very expensive. I just... For me, when you're walking around and you don't have a nice place to sit, I wouldn't be able to get the whole experience. Yeah, our focus was 100% on the food, not necessarily the drinks, except for my bubble tea. Bubble, I got my bubble tea, tea was good. It was good. It was very good. But they also had like hot chocolates with that had like a peppermint schnapp in them that I would have gone towards that than just getting the one. Like they had really good cocktails, like a Coquito yeah. cocktail that was like $9, $10. I would do that more so than just getting the glass of wine. Right. And so Epcot is the place to go for, I would say, dinner and the food and the experience. Yeah. It's a really cool place. It's not ride-centric. Kids might not like we it as much. Rides. We did some rides. Mission Space you did not oh care for. Oh, my gosh. No. I had a feeling that might happen. So Mission Space is the old one. I feel like you're blasting off. It's been there for a while. If you do get motion sickness, you... Do they warn you about upset. four times. At least. <laughs> At least. Even before you're about to board like your your own little like spot on the ride, there's an exit door. <laughs> they give you like one last chance a that minute before. That was probably your least favorite ride in the whole time, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't My eyes were closed the whole time. Because you do feel this, your stomach turns big time. Um, but yeah, it's an older ride. A lot of people don't like it. It was a five-minute wait, so you can tell it's kind of run its course a little bit. 
Um, Soren. Soren was cool. Soren was fun. That was, was cool. You know, was... that's a great, honestly, family ride. Mm-hmm. That it's pretty immersive. You get the massive screen above you. I think they like, could update it. They probably could update it a little bit. You're kind of you get lifted a little bit, so you're like in, it feels like you're in a hang glider flying mm-hmm. all over the world, and you get to see like all these places all over the world that from a vantage point from like a drone that you would never be able to see. Yeah, and it feels like you're flying there, and it was really yeah. cool. It was mm-hmm. very enjoyable. If the wait is like two hours, which I don't think it is, maybe don't do it. But if the wait is decently quick, it's definitely worth going yeah. there. I really would recommend that. I think um, another thing to be aware of is if you lose your mask. Yeah. Which happened. Yeah. They do have masks that you can buy, but you can't go into the place. That you have to have someone basically go get it for you. <laughs> yeah, I lost my mask. I probably pulled out my phone my mask fell out with it, and I mm-hmm. just didn't know it. So um, they have the paper mask that you can buy, but maybe if you're going, have like an extra mask on you or just know like they, – I think they actually had vending machines where you could buy a mask in Magic Kingdom. Okay. And so – Kind of the sto- the showstopper at Epcot was Harmonious, the fireworks show. Mm-hmm. It started at 9.45. We got in line at like 9.42 to watch it, which I think burned us just a little bit. Um, it's so crowded. You will see people line up all around the lake, probably starting at, at least an hour beforehand. Um, if that is your goal to see this show, line up, I would say, at 8.30 to 8.45. Just kind of grab a spot and sit yeah, there. Yeah, get some food, sit and watch. Because there will be plenty of spots and areas with trees in your way, uh, people in your way. And there are, not every spot in the house is great, so you're going to want to grab your spot earlier. We got a decent spot. Um, wasn't the best spot. Um, so I can go ahead and post some video clips and photos of where we mm-hmm. kind of were. There was a little bit of tree in our way. Very, very enjoyable show. We thought it was really cool. Um, it was different than the last time I saw it for the 50th anniversary. There was um, a lot of like screens and stuff. There's storytelling with the whole Harmonious. So mm-hmm. that's why it's not just fireworks up in the air. Um, you're going to want to be able to see the screens and, and all the machines and stuff in the water. That's what makes it very important. If, if, you're not, if you don't really know the Disney songs or the themes, you may not... Enjoy it as Enjoy much. Enjoy it as much. Like I knew a lot of the Disney Princess songs that they they, they played in the movies, so I was able to be like, "Oh, this is like this right. is so fun." And you sing along, I didn't know like, it, but it was cool. You know, I just I mean I just enjoyed it because Disney does fireworks right. But uh, yeah, that ended about ten oh five, and I remember um, advice: book it, book it. After that is done, book it because otherwise everyone is leaving at the same time, and you can't get on the bus. It's gonna take you forever. We booked it. We got right on the bus, and we made it back to our hotel at a decent time. Mm-hmm. So when these shows are done, get I mean, the hell out of there. Ran. Yeah, get out of there because <laughs> you're going to be behind hundreds of people, and it's going to take you forever. And they have back. kids, and there's strollers, and there's carts. When I tell you there are scooters and carts everywhere, they make those very accessible to anyone who does not want to walk. Yep. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, all right, so let's hop to, real quick to Magic Kingdom. And this is kind of where the magic happens. So this is the kind of like the nostalgic park, yeah. if you will. I think Ryan saw me smiling like the whole time. As soon as you walked in, I don't know. It might have been because we got there early. I don't remember. They had all the characters right at the, at the castle, right when the park opened, doing like a dance yeah. and a song. Mm-hmm. The fireworks shot off real quick. You don't want to miss that. Honestly, be there for when the park opens. Yeah. That's just a special way to start the day. You get to see Mickey and Minnie and Donald and all the other characters mm-hmm. right there, right from the get-go, at the castle. 
you have the big statue with Walt Disney and Mickey himself. So that that statue alone gives you chills mm-hmm. when you see it in front of the castle. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a special thing. It's being at Magic Kingdom is that brings up the kid in you. Hollywood Studios is like fun. Animal Kingdom's mm-hmm. fun. Magic Kingdom is what it's all about. Um, I don't know. It, I kind of planned it this way, but kind of didn't. That Magic Kingdom was the last park we went to mm-hmm. and i think that was the best way to end it it was but you, you i think you and i could both feel the same way like towards the end we were just really tired tired and after you know with covid not being around people and being in close quarters with people yeah. you kind of get you get kind of too old yeah another if you guys are still listening it's been a while if you guys are, another word of advice look at the schedules of the parks before you make a reservation because the night before it closed at eight for a very merry Christmas party. I know even if you're listening to this without the holidays, they do do stuff where they may close mm-hmm. down the park. And so we're like, hey, it closes at eight on Friday or it closes at 10 o'clock on Saturday. Well, let's just reserve it for Saturday to get two extra hours just because it's a different day. Yeah. So we booked it for Saturday. And uh, geez, what was the first thing? I don't even know what the first thing we did was Space Mountain, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we ran to Space Mountain. And it was awesome. That's yes. a classic ride. We that was it. so, I was nervous because you like really hyped up these rides like I was going to like, you know, die. <laughs> Space <laughs> Mountain was a lot of fun. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more intense, but it was it was just a fun, fun ride. Fun was, ride. It, you know. So very, I will say fun. too, also the biggest, the most popular ride, if you wanted to buy a lightning lane for, which we did, we bought a lightning lane for the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Yes. Because that is one that people run to immediately and the line becomes two hours. That's one of those things where it's like, we didn't want to wait two hours in line mm-hmm. and then, you know, the day's half gone by the time. And that wait ride. stayed high. Yes. The wait times at Magic Kingdom were all very high. Yes. And so we did a lightning lane for that later in the day, which gave us the entire morning to kind of really soak it in. Mm-hmm. When you're in Magic Kingdom, yes, you want to do the rides, but you want to walk I around think our and lightning soak lane it in. Was it was like five o'clock. Four, five o'clock. Four, five, five, yeah. and we had till six o five. Yep. So we had all day to do what we wanted to do. Um, I will say the lightning lane once again for the ride, maybe not necessarily worth it to save time during the day that was the part yeah. that was worth it yeah that's how we use it to our advantage yeah so we could do other things like pick the one that you want to do the lightning lane for get all the other stuff out of the way yep that's the best way to go about it mm-hmm. um you got to figure out for yourself it's if it's worth the money for you it was worth the money because of the sign because t- of the time that we saved mm-hmm. that's yeah you know plain and simple yeah but, the, uh, the, the christmas decorations were Gorgeous. The Spot shops were, were so fun to walk through. Main Street was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The confectionery. You get to see them making all the, the candies and the yep. all that. That was fun. And if you're a Starbucks fan, be ready to wait in line. There is a Starbucks in every park, and the line is out the door in every park. But if you're particular about coffee, like I am, <laughs> just get the Starbucks. <laughs> or you're just getting regular coffee, and they don't have, like, if you like milk in your coffee or creamer, you're getting a little packet and the coffee is scalding hot. So just do yourselves a favor if you like just black coffee or anything from Starbucks, just wait in the line at Starbucks. Yes, it is. It's worth it. It really is. Yeah. Plus, like on a hot day, getting an iced coffee and cold brew and all that stuff, that's got to be delicious. Yeah. And I know you loved going to the back of the park 
where Beauty and the Beast were. You got to talk to, to I Belle got to for... talk to Belle, which is my favorite Disney princess. I even got to see Jasmine at Epcot. That's right. So I got to see Jasmine and Belle, and I was just, you know, I was good. I was I was happy. But you, we do see the princesses parade around in their cart, um, which I will say watching the little kids see the princesses and watching their face was, like, one of my highlights. Like, mm-hmm. the little girl that we saw – when she was dressed up as um, Princess and the Frog um, Princess, she just like when I was like, "Oh, you're dressed up as so and so," and she just like oh, Tiana, is that yeah, Princess Tiana. Thank you. I was like, the name is like escaping me. It was th- thinking Fiona for some reason, but I think that's a different Disney princess. But di- Princess Tiana, she was dressed up as her, and I, I look at her. I go, "Did you get to? Did you get to see Princess Tiana? She just came by." And the mom's like, "No, we were in the bathroom." And I was like, "Well, they're. I think they're coming around this way." And they ran, and I just watched from across the street. Her face as she caught Princess Tiana. She looked at her, and Princess Tiana was like waving at her. It was. It was the cutest thing. So what you're talking about is what's called a cavalcade. Okay. Not quite a parade. But it's a cavalcade where some of the characters come down. They're playing music. They're dancing. It's like a mini little parade. Which honestly kind of all you need you get to see the characters and they did it every two or three hours so yeah. if you missed it not a big deal they're going to come around again you will see you will see the princesses all together um who was the um who's the one with the wand um, oh the fairy godmother, fairy godmother she stole the show <laughs> she was when you think of the fairy godmother from uh cinderella she was doing everything right yeah. <laughs> it's like they picked the perfect woman to play this fairy godmother it was so cool she was at the top of the uh the float so the princesses will all be together and i believe there was a different set of princesses later as well and yes and then mickey mickey minnie donald they'll they'll all be together as well Mm -hmm. so there's just different times apart but it's like the same song like you'll hear the song that they come out with and then they just parade through there has to be a set schedule for that mm-hmm. um if you're walking around you will see it you just can't help but see i have it. had the song stuck in my head since we've come back you serious pretty much yeah the happiest place on earth that <laughs> one i've had um yeah the one that they opened with uh, i've had the one from the music the fireworks show the frozen song or whatever i've had all that stuck in my head so i will say you know i'm curious to know like favorite we'll say favorite ride at the Mag- at the magic kingdom you didn't care for Splash Mountain. I, yeah, I was going to say, that's my least favorite ride. Yeah. It was just, I thought we were going to get stuck on it, so right. <laughs> I almost hopped off. I was kinda, like, kind of broke down a couple It's like, why are we stopping? <laughs> um, Thunder Mountain was so fun. The Mine Train was fun. Space Mountain, I think, just because, I think my experience with you is so memorable because we just, kept running towards it and we just had we just <laughs> we had, three times we just had so much fun with space mountain i thought that was three times probably the best i it's 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 not like the latest and greatest ride but it is nostalgic and is a lot of fun yeah it's and it's a little slightly different experience than where you sit yeah i do believe that yeah i had to sit in the back in the first the first go round on that yeah which was you whipped you i mean you feel everything it's a little bumpy at times too it's not yeah. necessarily the smoothest but it is a ton of fun like i said we did that three it's times very 90s yes there is even some 80s to it yeah um but i will say before we get to the fireworks show which was everything and then some um have a plan after the fireworks show because the park is still open Mm-hmm. and run to a ride run run 
run to a ride and the lines will be the shortest. I know you, what were you going to say? You were going to say something. Um, I don't remember. Okay. I, yeah. So what we did was we had an amazing spot for the fireworks, which was not an amazing spot to go do the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train again. So we said, all right, we're pretty close to Space Mountain. Let's book at the Space Mountain. And we got pretty much ran the line in less than 10 minutes, mm-hmm. I would say. And then after that, we booked it over to Thunder Mountain. Which was on the opposite side yeah. of the park. Yeah. So we got a lot of walking in again. We walked course. a lot. And so if you want to hit some popular rides immediately after the fireworks, do it. That's highly recommended. Because mm-hmm. pe- people with kids are going home. They're going home. Everyone's scattered. Yeah. It's just like, I don't want to say like a bomb went off. Right? That sounds terrible. But it's just like everyone's scattered. We had to push through people. When We're going to talk about the fireworks in a second. Yeah. Uh, the pros and the cons. Yes. Um. But yeah, that I think that's kind of where I was going to go with it, and we weren't going to the fireworks show yet. But it, everyone is very squished together, so it, you have to you have to get again around the scooters and the yes, strollers. Yes, but uh, yeah, so that's advice. That's a big advice for for Magic Kingdom is the park. You know, when the fireworks show ends, the the park doesn't close. Mm-hmm. You still have time, and use that time wisely because half the people just went home. Yeah. So if you don't want to wait in line, that's a great time to do that ride. Um, so let's talk about probably the greatest experience of our, of our time in Disney, the magic kingdom and was enchant is enchantment. Is that what it's called? The fireworks show? It's uh, you're going to look this up right now. I think it's enchantment. And the reason there's a, there's a reason why the word enchantment is at the top of my mind, because, uh, that is the place where we just signed a contract for our wedding is called enchantment <laughs> so i could be wrong but i do believe it's enchanting or enchantment disney enchantment disney enchantment yeah there you go it is enchantment yeah I thought so it was <sighs> stunning it's uh we've watched the videos multiple times after because we're still mind blown um so that it, show started real quick. That show started at 8. It started at 8. We got in line at 7.15. We got a spot in front of the castle. I will say you need a spot in front of the castle. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. You do. I think we learned our lesson, too, from getting from being late to the Epcot one. Yes. Making a point to get a spot. Yes. And that show is meant to be seen in front of the castle. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, what draws you in, especially with this Christmas uh, special is the we noticed that the castle would change its lights every 10 minutes yeah when the when the sun goes down i cannot believe it's um I'll, i will post this as well with with my post on my instagram the pursuit of happiness podcast on instagram you'll have to take a look at those photos when the sun goes down it is all projections and lasers and all this stuff it looks like the castle is dressed up mm-hmm and all of a sudden it changes his clothes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, how did that just happen? Yeah. It's, I, I, like, I'm still speechless. It's, it's enchanting. Nothing is out of place. Yeah. Every pixel of these lasers or projections is exactly where it should be. It, it does not, I, I'm just, I'm mind blown. And when it changes, it, it's like an animation to it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just change. Yeah. It's. The sleigh bells, like a phase in. You hear the sleigh bells, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna change. It's gonna let's look." And it make it makes some noise, and it like pretty much like undresses itself and dresses back up. Mm-hmm. And being the Christmas season, there was some Christmas ones. There was some also 50th anniversary ones. There was different colors. 
it was it was just mind blowing. And there was like some of them even had animations that would continue to play on yeah, the castle. They would like build the snowman. Yeah. There was one where a snowman would drop down and stuff and like yeah. wave his hat to you and stuff. It was just I don't know. I just I don't know how they did that. Um, the technology that Disney has is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but let's just go to where we got in line at 7.15. Yeah, got in line, and we noticed that they put down white tape. And they already started when we got there. People were already sitting in their spots. But they were saying, stay inside the white tape and leave the walkways clear. Right. And here we are thinking they're always going to be clear because you need an emergency exit. People need to walk around think, and get by. But I guess if you're outside, do you need an emergency exit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, things happen. Who knows? But, um, yeah, so... We're like, oh my god, we got a great, we got a really good spot, which we did. No matter what, we had a good spot. We were but, also near nice people. Yeah, which makes a huge difference. What was kind of disappointing is we waited there for forty-five minutes, and at about ten minutes Not before, minutes. they let people fill the 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 alleys, the between the white tape, the walkways. They people filled that. And it's like, well, what the hell? Because we got here at 7.15. And there's people that are earlier than that. And people got there, strolled right up at 7.55, got a spot stood right in front of right the castle. Front of us. And stood right in front of you. So if you had someone tall right in front of you, and you had been waiting there for an hour. Which is everyone to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like, are they really going to let people just fill this up real quick? Like, when we've been waiting here? And yeah, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they really let people. So... Good and bad. If you're listening to this, now you know. You can get a great spot at 7.55. You're taking a chance. Right. Yeah. But you can. Mm-hmm. And if you do get an early spot, it's great that you have it. It's guaranteed. But you don't know if someone's going to park right in front of you right before the show and put starts. their kids on their shoulders yes. and block you. We got lucky. Yes, we got lucky. Um, but I got, I mean, I got run over by a stroller. That's why I keep mentioning it. I mean, pe- people don't care about space. Yeah, and um, honestly, you don't realize you're in the middle of a pandemic. That place was packed. People aren't wearing their masks. No masks. No masks outside. So, I mean, I want, this wasn't during the fireworks, but a little kid had sneezed on me <laughs> while we were outside standing in one of the lines. No mask on. And, I mean, I felt all of the particles just fly on the back of my arm, and I, yeah, immediately ran out of line to and the bathroom. And this, honestly, is probably why I got sick. I, like I guess I tested negative for COVID, but I got something from someone. Germs. There's colds going around. But I got something from someone, and we, this is why I sound so nasal. And we washed our hands. I mean, we were very yeah. diligent about yeah. keeping our space, washing mm-hmm. our hands. Mm-hmm. But there's germs out there. And, and that, honestly, like you are, it's like a rock concert. You know what I mean? Yeah. You are pushing against people to watch this fireworks show. But enough of the negatives. Yeah. The show was uh, 15 out of 10. Yeah. It's just. I'm not a huge Disney person. Like Disney, I've I've seen half of them. When I forget most of them, and it tugs at your heartstrings. Mm-hmm. It was, it was incredible. Even the videos we took, you watch it and you're yeah, like, oh was, my gosh. And so basically, they use the castle to project a story with all the Disney characters on it, and the fireworks around it and behind it interacts with the characters. I've never seen anything like this mm-hmm. that. It's, I just, I don't know, like, don't, I, I'm tempted to say don't watch this on YouTube and spoil it before you go. Yeah. You want to be kind of blown away. But if you can't go, you're not going or don't know when you're going. 
you, like I said, you can look at my Instagram and you can go to YouTube and watch it. It is mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got all of the Disney princess feels. They even do the, have the villains. It, it was so cool. It was so cool. The castle kept changing and the yeah. characters would be on it and moving around and they mm-hmm. would switch the characters. It was just all projections, but it looked so real. Yeah. It was just, it was about 15 minutes long, yeah, would you say? Yeah, but it felt so long. Like, you were like, oh my God. Like, you were just so drawn in. Like, again, it, Disney has this good thing where there could be people around you, and they do such a good job at getting your focus that you forget. It was one of the greatest shows, period, I've mm-hmm. ever seen. The greatest fireworks show, period, I've ever seen. And I've seen the Disney fireworks shows before. This was freaking cool. Mm-hmm. This was just... Everything was timed well. I mean, it was gorgeous. Yeah. The fire, you know, aside from the projections, the fireworks that timed with the music yeah. were spectacular. Awesome. And then Tinkerbell. Yes, and she <laughs> actually flew from the castle. I did not think they still did something like that. They did it. So she did it. Yeah. Um, I will post that video as well, but I will say, awesome. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't clap after shows. It was like you clapped after yeah. that. Before you booked it to your ride, yeah. clap after that because that was freaking awesome. That's what Disney is about. Yeah. The Magic Kingdom. That was incredible. And like I said, right after that, run to your next ride if you want to do that. And uh, I think your your weights will be a hell of a lot lower. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of like the last big moment. We had plans to go to Universal Studios on Sunday. Didn't happen oh. because we had to take a flight in that evening, and it wasn't going to be worth the cost to pay for an entire day, to not get the entire day, and it was decently expensive as yeah. is. Yeah, So we said, you know, what can we do to kind of blow time until our flight at night? And so we went to Disney Springs, and it was fine. I mean, I'm happy we had a place to go that didn't cost entrance. Mm-hmm. There's no tickets to Disney Springs. It's like a downtown shopping area with restaurants and it's a good place to to shop for Disney souvenirs and hang out and if you know, if you need a day off before your next Disney park, that's not a bad way to spend it. Your shuttle bus will take you there. Um, if you want to just eat kind of like in a normal restaurant place, you can do that. Yeah. Um, Disney Springs is it's a great place also if you want to try um, like desserts. There was a lot yeah, of desserts yeah. and candy mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Yeah. So if you want to try some decent food and some really nice dressed up and dolled up like Mickey desserts and they, they yeah. do a lot of that stuff at Disney Springs. A lot of the stuff you can get at the parks like dessert wise and like candy wise you mm-hmm. can get yeah. at Disney Springs. So if you're not trying to carry it around the parks the whole day and right. you want to save that stuff for like the Disney Springs – I'd say save all your shopping for Disney Springs. Yep. And I mean, besides that, I don't have a whole lot to say about Disney Springs. That kind of no. is what it is. I was very happy. There is no park entrance to that. So I want you to know it, it looks like a park because the bus will pick you up and take you Yeah, there. there's no ticket. There's no ticket. You don't need a ticket. You can you just, just go. just drop you off and it's like mm-hmm. shopping all day. Yeah. Great. It's a great way to spend a day off or just if you need some downtime between your, your parks. Yeah, make or, reservations ahead of time though. Yep. Yeah. If you're going to eat at any of the restaurants. Anywhere in Disney, if you really want to sit down and eat, yeah. you gotta, you got to make a reservation ahead of time. So we can go ahead and kind of wrap this up. I know it's mm-hmm. been long, but uh, I honestly think this is very insightful for people. Um, so Disney World. We came, we saw, we conquered, we did everything. We did. We got sick. I got sick. <laughs> I did so, not get sick. <laughs> I'm still, I cannot believe three weeks later I'm still dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, just last thoughts. What are your What are your last thoughts on your trip to Disney World? You know, it took it took thirty years for me to go back, <laughs> but it was well worth the wait. I think where they've come in technology uh, is definitely worth it. Lot, it was just beautiful, and and having that, you know background of all the all the disney movies being up to date with everything i think you know couldn't have asked for a better trip it's amazing i will reiterate one you need a plan yes two you need good shoes three you're going to be freaking exhausted yeah and wear something comfortable yes yeah i mean if you want to look good for pictures look cute great but you know like everyone's wearing the disney ears i bought the the mickey the mini ears i was so happy i had them but other than that, I was wearing yoga pants and a t-shirt. Yeah. And just imagine if it was 95 degrees. You're going to be sweating. You're yeah. walking around. I mean, it was in the upper 70s. We were kind of starting to sweat because yeah. you were so active. Yeah. So, yeah, wear comfortable or something loose, dry fit, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's that's a great tip as well. Um, you don't need to worry about bringing hand sanitizer. There's the stations everywhere. Everywhere. Um, Honestly, yeah, it's it's... One of the greatest places on earth, but one of the most tiring places yeah. on earth. So don't plan on going to work the next day if you don't have to. If you can take an extra day yeah. off to catch up on sleep, do that. Yeah. That's highly recommended. I think, you know, reiterating, Ryan's have a plan. He warned me ahead of time. Yes. Do your research. Look into things you want to do. Let it, let's let let's map it out. 100%. And my final piece of advice, play with the app before you go. Yeah. It's not super intuitive every it's time. It's not. So play with it, get used to it, look at the wait times, have a plan, hit up the busy rides immediately when the park opens. Run there if you have to. One other thing, don't count on cell reception. Mm. Or you can count on cell reception, but internet usage, you're in a very concentrated area with a lot of people and everyone is trying to access their phone, internet, check it out. Don't expect to be able to access whatever you want in like the two seconds normal. Yep. You're going to have to either not have access or wait like five minutes. And be 100% charged with your phone battery before you go to the park because you are using it all day. You need the apps to get around to like wait times to make reservations. Put it on airplane mode. Yeah, put it on airplane mode so it's not searching for signal and burning your battery. Make sure your battery 100% before you get to the park. Yeah, there's no really no charging stations. And if you do want to buy a charger, it's $30. Yep. That's, that's honestly, that's great advice. So we'll go ahead and wrap this up here. We are very hopeful that we helped your trip to Disney World. Mm-hmm. I don't see how we did it. This is, this is really good advice. We lived it. We experienced it. The ups and the downs. And we mm-hmm. told you everything about it. So honestly, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully the next time I'm talking to you, I'm not so quite congested. I'm getting better. But uh, Kristen, once again, thank you for joining me. No problem. And you will be on a few upcoming episodes. Yeah. We get up close and personal. (laughs) (laughs) We do. But uh, we do know people really enjoy our trips and our recaps. And uh, so we wanted to make sure we did this because this was... uh, this is a very needed one. For people to go to, to Disney World, this is very needed. And feel free to reach out to, to myself and my Instagram account. I'll be more than happy to answer some questions for you. I'll post some videos, pictures, all that stuff. So like I said, contact me anytime. Um, that goes for any episode. And uh, yeah, that's it. We will talk to you next time on the next episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast.
course, I have to give a special thank you to my fiance, Kristen. Always thank you so much for joining me on my podcast episodes. You are officially official part of my pursuit of happiness. And you've brought me a lot of happiness. And so did Disney World. It is the happiest place on earth. It's pretty great. So if, like I said, if you've never been, please get this on your to-do list. It's awesome. And if you have been, hopefully we help shed some light and perhaps a lot of the changes. There's, you know, the GD plus, the lightning lane and a lot of COVID changes and stuff. So we honestly truly believe this was a very, very, very educational, helpful episode to so many people out there. And honestly, I hope a lot of my episodes are. So please follow, subscribe, and uh, there's always another great episode around the corner. Once again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, and I will catch you all next time on the next episode.